Hey, it's Olivia. And it's Edgar. And welcome to the Minority Report, episode 69. I heard all of you laugh just now. <laughs> I'm laughing. <laughs> this week, we talk about the Santa Fe school shooting, um, some backlash Kendrick Lamar is getting over some recent fan activity at one yep, of his yep, yep. shows, and the royal wedding. Of course, the royal wedding. <laughs> Okay, so we are starting off this episode on a just terribly sad note. Um, We had to talk about it, something that happened so close to home, Um, you know, the Santa Fe school shooting. Um, You know, I feel like we talk about school shootings on this podcast like every other week, like it happens Because it happens every other week. It's so (laughs) terrible. I was... um, I was at work today and we were talking about this and um, we were like, not since that last one with the thing. And we we're like trying to think back and, and we were like, how sad is it that there's been so many school shootings that we're starting to lose like track of which is which in our heads? Like that's just. And not all of them even get national attention, you know? So it's just horrible. The fact that there are so many that garner this level of national attention. Right. right. Think it, about it's just terrible. Um, so we're not going to spend too much time on this because we've talked about all these things before, but obviously it was so close to home that we had to mention it, to talk about it. Um, but, you know, it, you know, uh, of course, what we had here was the loss of 10 lives, two teachers and eight students. It's just horrible, horrible thing just outside Houston. So it's like down the road from us where we live here in Austin, um, you know, and it's like... At, when we think i was thinking about this the other day when we think of this like mass violence and all these horrible things that happen for the longest time i remember thinking oh man that's so terrible but it would never happen so close to home like it would never happen here and that's quickly changed in in these last few years and in this year just alone like here in austin we had the austin bomber we had senseless violence there and now the school shooting and it's like no it is everywhere it is omnipresent it's just, it's just so terrible. As long as it is as easy to purchase guns as it is currently, yeah. we are going to have this issue. Yeah. And as long as the gun lobby and special interests sort of yeah. supersede the fact that we are losing human lives, so, this is going to continue. Yeah, so what, one of the sort of... Um, interesting things about what about the reaction to the shooting especially here in texas because we have a lot of very infuriating lawmakers um as you know as listeners of this show uh know but you know their sort of response and, and reaction to it i remember like just after it had happened dan patrick our lieutenant governor was on television saying how um you know he's like there's just way too many entrances in our schools like that was his you know his point like there's just too many entry entryways into our schools and it's like you are totally forgetting the one thing that caused this which is you know a gun but it seems like they want to blame everything else except guns and even our governor you know was saying things like it's about mental health you know he believes video games he believes movies have desensitized our youth and is creating this 
And, um, you know, that, that's an argument we've heard before, but that is just so horribly outrageous. Um, I don't know. What are your thoughts and feelings after this reaction? I mean, Santa F- I grew up in Houston, so Santa Fe is very, very close to home. Yeah. Um, there was a Pakistani student who was an exchange student who lost her life. Yes. Um, so lots of, you know, lots of very, like, personal feelings about Santa Fe. Um, and the mayor of Houston actually had a pretty visceral reaction as well. You know, there have been talks and saying that they're gonna have discussions and meetings and all of this stuff and the mayor of houston literally said you know all of these round tables all of these discussions have led to nothing if you really want to do something debate it on the legislature like debate it on the floor of the legislator and i think he you know i think at that point this is that's what needs to happen like we can have discussion after discussion after discussion but until lawmakers are ready to debate it on the floor and right. actually make a change, nothing's going to happen. Yeah, I, I think we're, you know, we've, we're beyond the point of just like, re, you know, just defeated and resigning ourselves to this horrible fate uh, that America has, you know, decided to, um, you know, follow course on. Because it's like literally the whole country, the whole country wants reform. But our lawmakers are refusing to do it. And it's like, what? It, the, something's broken. The system is broken. And it just, we feel so helpless. And this is just another situation in which we feel helpless. And, you know, it's, I don't want to start off the podcast with such a bummer note, but that's just how I'm feeling right now. And it's just how a lot of people are feeling. Um, but of course, you know, uh, March for Our Lives, that movement, they're being very hopeful. They are being agents of change, and there are people who want to change things and who are working to change things, and I'm, you know, in full support of that. Um, so it, not all hope is lost, and I know a lot of you listeners might be feeling the same way that I do, which is helpless, like there's literally nothing that we can do. But, um, you know, it, I, I, even I have some, you know, small, <laughs> small slice of faith that maybe something can happen, but you know for now all we can do is mourn the loss of these innocent lives who were taken way way too young makes me think of my brother in high school it just it is such a surreal feeling um horrible horrible thing to happen um but yeah of course our thoughts with the people of santa fe um yeah okay moving on um <laughs> it just sucks that we have to start i know our, it sucks that you know uh you know literally how many of these have we done already it's just it's it's too many to count and like that's the thing we haven't even been around that long no and we're already just like oh yeah we lost track like it's absolutely ridiculous just ridiculous um but yeah moving on moving on um like okay uh some (laughs) some interesting some interesting news some interesting entertainment news the obamas Michelle mm-hmm. and Barack mm-hmm. have signed a multi-year deal with Netflix to make TV and films. Yes. And it's going to be a diverse mix of content and they're hoping to bring a diverse mix of talents. Mm-hmm. Um, they want to do scripted series, docu-series, movies, etc. Um, it's interesting 
because they didn't say they were directly sort of commenting on Trump era politics, but they named the production company Higher Ground. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, you know, the, the famous Michelle Obama speech about yeah. Higher Ground and, when, of course, Obama, you know, too. When they go low, we go high. Um, but it's interesting that, you know, I think a lot of people are just we're just kind of after, you know, after 2016 and after Donald Trump got elected, everyone was just kind of like, all right, where what are the Obamas doing? Where are they going to go next? Yeah, there was yeah. a lot of talk. They were off vacationing tech- with Richard Branson. <laughs> Yeah, they were <laughs> having the they were off on an lives. island, relaxing after fucking... four after eight years of you know like. I know shit. we were all crying, and Obama's out windsurfing. It's like, <laughs> what the fuck, dude? Like, get your ass back here. But there were like so many rumors of what they were gonna do next. Yeah. There was political aspirations. They're like, maybe they're gonna explore in the tech space. Maybe they're gonna mm, do this and that. So it's yeah. interesting that the first like the first bigger initiative other than their um sort of humanitarian charity work Mm -hmm. is netflix entertainment yeah Yeah. how do you how are you feeling about the obamas making some movies and some shows why not i mean (laughs) it's 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 cool in my book i mean it you know obviously it it's always good when you have um production houses and uh, creative people come together to create a diverse sort of set of stories and sort of championing championing diverse voices and this is sort of what that sounds like um i don't know if it's going to be overtly political it may it may not be uh, you know they're going to be working on scripted television they're also going to be working on um, you know, documentaries and docu-series. So we really don't know what to expect, but um, I don't know. I, it, I, I don't know if I have a, a overtly positive feeling or overtly negative feeling about it. I'm just kind of like, let, let's see what they come up with. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's interesting. And, you know, it's interesting that Netflix would even touch this, would want to do something like this which makes me think there's something special you know what i mean yeah i mean i think i think at the end of the day like netflix wasn't gonna say no to a deal with the obamas you know you never know man i mean maybe but i i don't think that was ever gonna happen i i do think it's a very interesting next move for them like i don't I don't think anybody had any bigger expectations of where they were going to go. You know, usually ex-presidents, you release a book, you relax a little bit, you do... You paint. You paint portraits of world leaders. um, Of dogs. And of dogs. But, you know, it's... I'm, I'm interested to see, A, why the Obamas wanted to, you know, go into entertainment specifically versus, you know, some of their other interests. And I mean, they're you know they they can do a whole lot. They can multitask. That's true. They got to, they I, don't, I mean, it's not like Obama's going to be sitting there like, okay, this is I want this movie. You know, that's what I mean? true. Like, He's just going to be running running a company. Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's sort of like high level. Yeah, it's exactly. It's like how well it might be a little bit different, but when Jay Z and Rock Nation's like, oh, we're going to start working on entertainment and films and all these other things, like you know, also you know supporting. <laughs> athletes like just a a whole bunch of random stuff that all sort of is slightly related but all sort of fits in this larger picture so i can totally see the obamas doing something similar um i mean if they come out with like super overtly political stuff that might be interesting um but i kind of have a feeling that they're not going to do that i think there's it's just going to be a 
they're going to use their name to champion um, people and ideas. And um, I think that would be pretty cool. That's kind of what I feel is going to happen. Yeah. They're just going to be like, all right, we're making a production company so that people that we like and enjoy can make things. Yeah, pretty much. Which is good. Which is, I think is fine. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. We'll see. We'll yeah, see what I mean, comes out like, of it. It's cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know there's some people who are like, oh, man, this is so fucking sick. Like, this is so awesome. Like, the Obama's going to take over Netflix. I'm like, I don't think eh. it's... Like, I don't think it's going to be that, but... Uh, I don't think it's going to be that either. I'm going to be excited to see what they do, so... Yeah. Um, moving on to some other sort of... Some world uh, world developments. World developments. Yeah. Um, well, just another, natural disasters. Yeah. Another, like, weird, depressing story. Well, another thing that we cover a lot in the show, natural disasters, because it's been, like, <laughs> it's just... the the year of natural disasters <laughs> last year. and Often and big. Yeah, seriously. Um, so the Kilauea volcano on Hawaii's big island yeah. erupted. Yeah. Um, if you've been following the news, there's been a lot of lava. It's uh, it's amazing footage. It's like amazing. It's like the world is scary, crazy. y'all. Fucking the earth, wonderful. And people are still like friggin' living there, living their lives. They're just like, oh, there's lava. I mean, it is what it is. It man. is what it is. You gotta it keep living. I mean, but this lava has now yes. hit seawater. Yeah. And is starting to cause an interesting chemical reaction uh-huh. and an interesting phenomenon called lays lays and that's what happens when molten rock meets seawater it's the smoke and the haze mm-hmm. that comes out of that um the eruption so far has destroyed more than 40 buildings um forced 2000 people to evacuate uh lays is actually a toxic gas Ooh, not um good. not good similar to not breathe it in. Uh, battery acid Ooh, that's, that's <laughs> corrosive bueno. battery acid hydraulic yeah. acid is in be, this gas don't want to um, be breathing that no yeah. go no and there's go. also tiny shards of volcanic glass this is where it really <laughs> fucked me up when i read this like what like tiny little pieces of glass and it makes sense because you know you have this super hot lava hitting this cold water and it like the chemical reaction and it crystallizes and you have little shards of volcanic glass little shards of volcanic glass mm, so no um you know scientists are saying listen looks harmless it's not it can yeah. cause irritation of the eyes the skin and the lungs people will be okay as long as they don't get so you know super near it but again the lava is still flowing if you are it in is Hawaii, still hitting seawater don't don't breathe just don't breathe (laughs) (laughs) don't breathe yeah but yeah natural disasters the world is terrifying and nature will destroy us all yeah pretty much um (laughs) it's i i I, honestly i think it's pretty cool like it is pretty cool but it's also just like holy like it's awesome in the very traditional sense of the word that it's like yeah the literal sense of the word where it's just like oh my god i am in total shock and awe yeah because Mother Nature's crazy, y'all. For sure. For sure. Uh, have you heard that news? So speaking of volcanoes, uh, apparently <laughs> there was like this NPR story. Man, this I've been thinking about volcanoes a lot lately. So there's this like uh, NPR story the other day and they were talking about how there's been some weird seismic activity in Yellowstone. Um, and one of the geysers, not Old Faithful, but like a similar geyser, one of the old, if not like the oldest geyser in the park or whatever, 
um, had been acting very irregularly and erupting in in weird ways. And a lot of people were like, whoa, what's going on? And now this Hawaii thing, like, what's going on? We're about to blow the super volcano. Um, I don't know. got me thinking. Yeah. I mean, are you climate change, bruh? Are you afraid? I don't know if that has anything to do with it. I don't know if it has change, anything to do with it, but, but you... I'm blaming everything on climate change. Okay. <laughs> it's just like the realm of natural disasters all at once are exacerbated by climate change. Well, They're not caused by climate change. Well, I, I, this is like deep within Earth. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Huh. But, but um, yeah, it, the, the super volcano. If y'all are like me, listeners, and you are afraid of the super volcano, no worries. Apparently, um, the experts there said it's not related to Hawaii and it has nothing like nothing to worry about. But of course, yet. nothing to due, worry about yet. We are due for a super volcanic explosion, which would, uh, you know, pretty much cripple the nation. So uh, with that happy news, let's <laughs> move on. Um, OK, so we are moving on to uh, one of our favorite segments. Um this this week it is both why and white nonsense, um, which is most of the time the case anyway. Um, so this is a really interesting story. It sort of uh, happened. I, I forgot exactly when it, it happened, but it, it sort of blew up these last few days, um, and really blew up today with people just sort of starting to debate this. But um, I'm talking about uh, Kendrick Lamar. Um, and uh, an interesting event that happened at one of his concerts. And I actually think, so uh, quick side note, Alifia and I recently uh, saw Kendrick Lamar together. We went to the TDE Championship Tour. It was fucking amazing. It was dope. It was wonderful. <laughs> uh, I love seeing Kendrick. He is uh, just one of my absolute favorites. It the was per- just yeah, amazing. Just like the progression of the lineup was great. Yeah. The songs that everybody chose was great. It was It was a good, it was a good time we had and seats we had seats and uh you know <laughs> like quick, actual chairs i'm an old person so <laughs> i require seating <laughs> i was very tired after the show i just i do want to point out uh, but anyways we had pretty good seats though we did we had amazing seats it was it was a great time like it was we a had really good time. a really good time and but anyways um so i guess like two days later or whatever kendrick was in alabama for a festival uh, i don't think it was part of the tde championship tour but whatever and he was performing, and he had a white fan come up stage and perform one of the songs uh, with him. And she was performing uh, Mad City, uh, which is uh, one of the most iconic songs from uh, his album, Good Kid, Mad City, uh, before To Pimp a Butterfly. Now, if you know this song, there are a lot of N-words in this song, especially in the beginning. And so, you know, Kendrick brings up this fan. She's this white... Uh, uh, I don't know if she's a teenager. She's she's a young woman. Like she's definitely a young woman. I think her name's Delaney, um, and he has her rap along to the song. And um, apparently, the first time she did the chorus, uh, there's a lot of Twitter videos going around because, of course, this is a moment that went viral. But in one of the first, you know, it, I think the second chorus or whatever that she started rapping in. Um, she started saying the n words in the song. And have you seen the clip, Olivia? No, I didn't watch it. I was like, eh, I don't know if I want to see this. I can read the story. It's I've already got the context. It is, it is so fucking awkward, man. It is so cringy. 
so she starts doing it and um she gets pretty far into it like she gets she's re- you can tell she's really into the moment i mean can you imagine like you're brought up by one of your favorite artists and he asks you to perform the song and you're performing it in front of him and for the most part you're killing it like you're doing a great job and like it's uh, this amazing moment and then it, you know, and then all of a sudden it comes crashing down. Like, can you just imagine? It's I was trying to think about it. It's kind and of how crazy. did it come crashing down? Well, Edgar? so like I said, she's you know she started saying the n words in the song, and the audience started to boo. And Kendrick, you know, you didn't see the video, but Kendrick lets her continue on for a while, and then he goes stop, 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 and he stops the song, and he stops the show, and he go and she and and she's like shocked, and she's like. Am I not cool enough? Like, this is what she says. Am I not cool enough for you, bro? Like, that's what she says. And you can tell, like, she was just in... She didn't... We'll talk about this, but you can tell she wasn't really realizing what she was doing. She was so in the moment that when the music stopped, she was just, like, abruptly, like, whoa, what happened? Like, what's what's going on? And Kendrick goes, you know, you were doing good. And, uh, you know, you can perform, but you have to do one thing. You have to censor that one word. Like, don't say that one word. And you can tell she realized her error. And she goes, oh, my God, did I say it? And he goes, yeah, you said it. And the whole crowd is like, boo, boo. And Kendrick's like, should I let her finish? And the crowd is like, no. And Kendrick very graciously says, okay, I'm going to let you finish. Just, you know, censor that word. And um, it's very, so awkward. Very, very awkward. Uh, and she finishes the song and um yes and then you know very interestingly right after the song that he plays is bitch don't kill my vibe <laughs> uh but you know but uh... it, that's besides the point anyways what happened here you know that's that's whatever that's a, a thing that happened but was the reaction to it and how the internet sort of started having this debate that it first started in like these little communities but sort of just blossomed and became this you know co- national conversation and i can't believe we're having this conversation white people saying the n-word uh at concerts or when they're singing along to rap songs and it's like i can't believe we're having this conversation but it's bringing up a lot of points and we're like okay this has to be our white nonsense slash why and we can just talk about it uh yeah so just off that initial thing like what, what did you think before you even saw all these people arguing and debating it like you you just hear this story about this white fan who did this i mean you know that when when she's in her car alone she is singing that word as loudly as she can and like here's the thing here's my opinion i want to make clear neither me nor edgar are black no and because of that we do not get to have an opinion (laughs) our only opinion should be like Black people, you get to do whatever you want with it. Everybody else should not say it. That is the only opinion that I think anyone should have on the word. Like, Fair. Totally fair. I I have no horse in this race. I don't even, you know, like, I am a very big fan. Like, I'm a huge fan of Kendrick's music. Right. But even when I'm singing along, I don't say the word because guess what? It's a word that's not for me to say and yeah. i'm just not gonna do it yeah and i i feel you know and i feel exactly the same way and i feel like a lot of people feel exactly the same way but there's like those few um well maybe i shouldn't say this nah, man there's maybe a I lot this, of but... there are a lot of people i've i've gotten the whole like 
Well, if they can say it, why can't? Well, hold on, hold on. Yeah. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. But um, for, for uh, most of the, like the people that I'm close to that I know, you know, they're very careful about it. Um, but uh, of course, that is obviously not a feeling that's shared, and it's a feeling that's not shared among you know recording artists either. And it's just a, actually a pretty complicated issue. Um, and, and I think, you know, when a lot of people, so the backlash here was there were a lot of people who were very upset at Kendrick. They felt that he had humiliated this fan. Um, and some people were like, rightfully so, you know, but <laughs> you know, some people were like, well, like you, you didn't have to do it that way to her, especially because there is a lot of footage out there of Kendrick allowing other, uh, white and non-black fans seeing the n-word and he not be bothered by it at all although that is not an excuse whatsoever people's feelings change maybe he had a di like different feeling that night you know like it, it that shouldn't negate what happened and how he felt in that moment obviously he was not a fan of delaney saying the word um but a lot of people were like whoa there's some hypocrisy going on here and then, like, it just, this conversation blossomed, and it started infecting everywhere that I went. So I'm a big Reddit user, and, I, you know, I, I subscribe to a lot of hip-hop uh, subreddits. And, um, you know, Kendrick Lamar has a pretty sizable subreddit. It's not, you know, the biggest out there, but it's pretty sizable. And um, the, the subreddit was totally split because a lot of people were very upset with Kendrick over this, which was really fascinating. And a lot of people were like, why did Kendrick do that? Why does Kendrick get to decide who doesn't say that word? Why would you even put it in your song? And all these different arguments that we've heard before. And it, it started spreading everywhere and just today we had variety national publication variety literally write an article on the retirement of the n-word and i don't know it's just a very fascinating conversation to have because it's like you know this idea of censorship and this idea of um you know why should one group of people be excluded from saying this word uh, when it comes to music, when it's not, when the intent is different. Um, and I don't know, because, you know, a lot of artists, like I said, feel very, very differently about it. Uh, Travis Scott very famously would seek out white audience members so they could sing along to a song and he would ask them to say the N word because uh, he felt it was like this bridge and that they could use this word to sort of devoid that meaning from it. Which is, he's totally, you know, he can totally feel that way. But that is his own feeling in his own way. Um, I don't know. I've, I've been talking a lot. Feelings here. I mean, I think what I said before kind of summed it up. Like, if, you know, I feel like black How do you feel about variety black saying? artists, like, they get to, I think they get to make the choices about how they feel. But until 100% of them agree, which will never happen right just err on like not even err on the side of caution just like be know your history how be, do you, yeah i mean like right the word has such a violent how do you feel about variety path. saying hey censor the word like if you don't like that word retire it just remove it from you know uh, uh, uh the songs entirely because uh, this is literally what it says in the variety article by the way everyone go read it it is hilarious but it says <laughs> you are tempting the audience to say this word when you make a catchy song or whatever that has that word prominently featured in it you're tempting the audience um you know like 
how do you feel about that argument? I mean, I think if I'm correct me if I'm mistaken, but the person who wrote the variety article is also like a black writer, black I I don't know. I'm I think he was. And like I disagree with him because I think music is a way to talk about your experiences and to talk right. about your life and using that word at least from the outside looking in for a lot of black people and a lot of black artists is a form of reclamation and mm-hmm. it exactly can and should be used in their music. Um, as far as singing along though, like the word has such a storied and history mm-hmm. past that if you have no claim to partake in the reclamation, there's no reason like in my opinion there's no reason for you to use it and there's also no reason for you to get upset because it's just one word there are lots of other words yeah (laughs) i I think you know what i see here is that a lot of people have this very um black and white argument about it this idea that you know why can't why can't i or why do they get to decide or who gets to say this word or whatever and it's like it's not that easy it is very it's like a very gray area for a lot of these artists that we mentioned like you know some artists feel totally different about it and some people feel very different about it um but like olivia said it is not our place it is not our uh you know fight to have so just stay away from it and um i don't know uh, you know part of me does you know feel a little bit for um this girl because you can obviously tell that she was very much so in the moment and she made one of like the biggest mistakes you could ever make in front of your hero but at the end of the day like this is a learning like this is you know a learning lesson like you can't just do that and sure Kendrick Lamar may have been okay with it two years ago or whatever but his feelings may have changed and we have to recognize that um I don't know it's just uh, for me it was just so outrageous that we're still having this conversation and that it became such a huge thing like y'all just stay in your lane just stay in your lane (laughs) i i I mean i i don't even know you know i don't even know what to say it's like you know you just know better you should know better there are words in a lot of cultures that uh, you know there's words in hispanic culture that i would not like someone who wasn't hispanic saying those words um, obviously they're not, in American culture, obviously they're not as, um, you know, hurtful and as storied as, um, the N word. Um, but, uh, you know, think, th- think of how you would like to be treated and realize that that word has a meaning and it has depth to it that you cannot even begin to comprehend and, guess what you don't even have to like you don't have to like there is no rule saying that you do so just avoid it altogether. and sure it might be hard because the music is so wonderful and catchy and you just get stuck in the moment and you know that's if you honestly if you're in your car and you do it whatever like the world is apart from it but when you're in front of the stage and you're in front of kendrick lamar like you should have thought of you know you should have thought of that um, I don't yeah. know. And maybe all that time singing in your car, if you had avoided it, <laughs> you would have messed up in front of Kendrick. Yeah, I mean, Just saying. <laughs> I mean, uh, everyone's different. Everyone can self-censor in their own way. Um, you know, it, I'm not saying don't even think the word, you know, everyone's yeah. different. Everyone can have a different connection to it. But um, 
you know, definitely a faux pas to do it in front of Kendrick Lamar. Like it, you know, that's, that's a, you're bad, you know, like <laughs> there's no escaping that. And hopefully you can learn from that and become a better person. Um, and also to be fair, uh, it is, you know, a lot of people are attacking her and being totally horrible to her. And, um, I, I think, you know, Kendrick's, uh, 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 strong, uh, 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 sort of, um, uh, rebuttal to her should be punishment enough, honestly. Uh, but anyways, moving on, let's, we've talked about a lot of depressing things. So. And the episode on a high note. Let's end the episode <laughs> on a high note. Let, let's move quickly through this. Uh, tell me something good. I have kind of a fun, interesting one. Um, you know, I, I was just browsing the internet the other day and I was reading some stories and I saw this story on whales, humpback whales. Um, if you don't know, uh, 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 if you don't know me, uh, one thing that I absolutely love and adore, uh, you know, are sea creatures. I love sea creatures. I didn't know that. It's, uh, I mean, it is a huge thing in my life. Uh, my favorite book growing up was 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. What? I'm uh, obsessed with the deep ocean, mostly because it scares me. It's really a fear thing for me. <laughs> <laughs> I am quite uh, uh, afraid of the ocean. Uh, another thing uh, about me, I almost drowned when I was very young, so I am afraid of water. But anyways, it's like a fear, f fascination thing I have with the ocean, and I'm especially drawn to giant ocean creatures, uh, especially whales. So when I saw the story, it just filled my heart because it was such a positive story. So what we had here is this story from Australia that um, there has been a huge increase in the population of humpback whales in the Pacific Ocean. And in Australia, they are expecting to have 33,000 whales, uh, humpback whales, come visit them, which is the highest it's been in, in a long time since huge whaling happened in the Soviet era in the 50s and 70s. Um, and, of course, whaling... Um, as you may know from all the countless documentaries and all, all the people talking about it, but whaling is a huge issue that has really decimated the population of um, a lot of whale species and dolphin species. And it's really heartbreaking when you hear this news because whales and dolphins are very different from other sea creatures in that they are thinking creatures. They're conscious creatures. And that's just, you know, really heartbreaking. Um, go watch uh, Blackfish if you haven't. <laughs> you will have a, a, a sad night. Trust me. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, so it was just really happy news when I saw that. And a lot of people are like whale watching. And uh, have you ever been whale watching? I have. I've been whale watching in Iceland. Well, I've been whale watching a lot of places, but in Iceland. And I saw some humpback whales probably the coolest fucking thing i've ever done it is really cool it was amazing it was so so wonderful and you're just in awe at the size i know of these creatures They're you're so like what huge. in the world yeah it's amazing it's just wonderful um yeah so that's really awesome because the humpback whale population had been down because of whaling but now it is it's at its highest that it's been in a long time that is very very wonderful news um yeah so that's my Tell me something good for the week, uh, you know, animal lover edition. <laughs> <laughs> so, Alifia, tell me something good. I've got two tell me something goods. Yes. I'm going to tell you two goods. Yes. Two let's, things. Let's do it. Let's so, do it. my first tell me something good. One's a little good. petty, I have to say. One is really <laughs> petty, but I love it. Um, so, I think both of us are huge fans of the song September 
by Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yes, I love Earth, Wind, and Fire. One of the greatest songs of all time, in my opinion. Yes. Um, Taylor Swift recently covered September in a Spotify session. Yeah, she did like a very Um, uh, acoustic version. An acoustic y, slowed down version. Um, Allie Willis, one of the co writers of September, (laughs) member of the Songwriters Hall of Fame, um, addressed Swift's cover at her one woman show in Detroit. Quote, Yes, I felt it was as lethargic as a drunk turtle dozing under a sunflower after an interesting bottle of ingesting a bottle of Valium. Jesus Christ, (laughs) I love that. That's amazing right there. And I thought it had all the build of a one-story motel. (laughs) But, I mean, the girl didn't kill anybody. She didn't run over your foot. She just cut a very calm and somewhat boring take yeah. on one of the peppiest, happiest, most popular songs in history. Yeah, yeah. This gave me so much joy. I, I, I do want to mention Olivia hates Taylor Swift with a passion. Um, okay, I don't hate. I would. What the passion is over exaggerating. Nineteen eighty nine is a banger. I will give you that. Olivia dislikes Taylor Swift quite a lot. But I, just, I do I... want to mention that Olivia dislikes Taylor Swift. Um, I'm not the biggest fan, but uh, you know, I definitely. I really don't like Taylor Swift. You really do not like Taylor Swift, but I did say 1989 was a banger. I I want I want to admit that that I mean reading that was fucking hilarious. Just like her criticism of the song is just so funny the way it's written. She's right. She didn't kill anybody. It wasn't like the worst thing ever. (laughs) But you know, I mean, I remember when that came out. A lot of people were really upset, and I was kind of I was you know I found myself in in a rare place. But I was like, I'm kind of on Taylor's side on this. Like, just let her do whatever. It's just a cover. But um, it's just a cover. I don't think it was anything. I wasn't like super offended by it. But I do. I this. But it's a lot of fun. That was funny. This made me chuckle a lot. That was funny for (laughs) sure. For sure. Better luck next time, Taylor. Maybe cover a different song. Anyways. <laughs> and then my second Tell Me Something Good of this yeah. week. It was the, the biggest talk. world news of all time. It was a talk of the weekend. Um, everybody watched this. Everybody watched it. Saturday morning, they got up bright and early to watch The Royal Wedding. Yes. And my Tell Me Something you Good. Watched the, you watched it? You watched The Royal Wedding? I didn't watch it. What? Uh, <laughs> I watched clips of it afterwards. Okay. Um, but... My Tell Me Something Good is about the woman who married into the royal family. Okay, okay. Much needed change. Meghan Markle, biracial, feminist badass, officially part of the royal family. Her ceremony was great. It was really- Divorcee. Divorcee. American. American older than Harry by three years. Oh my God. Such a scandal. I know. Um, that literally, like, it literally would not have flied ever. Like back in the day. Oh yeah. At all. Like literally the only reason this was allowed to happen is because there's no way Harry is going to be king. <laughs> well <laughs> Yeah. That's unless true too. six people die. That's true too. That's true too. <laughs> unless all of unless his brother and his nieces and nephews die. Yeah. There's no way he's gonna be king. Yeah. Um <laughs> like, Harry, you can do whatever the fuck you want. They had it was a Catholic cer- or Church of England Catholic yes. ceremony, but there was Church of England. A black pastor who gave a sermon about slavery and getting through tough times with love there was a black gospel choir singing slave songs it was legit eh whatever i don't care eh? 
<laughs> I don't care. I mean, <laughs> Meghan Markle is kind of like she's really cool. Like yeah, her as a whatever. person is, she's really cool. I'm I'm so whatever about all this. Really? Like, I mean, like I'm whatever about the wedding in general. Like the wedding, whatever. I don't think it needs to be a world spectacle. But I do think that she is like a cool feminist person, and I do think like. I hate the royal family. I want to make that very clear. Like, fuck sounds, the queen. <laughs> it sounds like you fucking love the royal family okay. right now. Is all no. I'm I can't like believe you. Would, I can't believe you would insult me like that. I don't love the royal family. Fuck the queen. But check out my phone background. I do love Meghan Markle. Oh my god! <laughs> it's, it's a little. It's the queen in a green outfit and a black it's literally purse. The queen of England in her amazing outfit. She fucking killed it. You may hate her, but she fucking killed it. She was awesome. I don't care because colonialism. Um, but Meghan you're Markle, the one who's all about this wedding. <laughs> no, I'm not all about you the are. wedding. I am you all are. about Meghan Markle. Okay, she's okay. great. She wrote to Procter and Gamble when she was 11 and got them to change an entire ad campaign, an entire sexist ad campaign. That's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um, but you know, whatever. She's. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care about the royal family or any of this. I mean, Meg- Meghan Markle sounds pretty cool. She's, she's like, cool. She's this cool, gorgeous person. Um, I did like the whole, like, um, I saw some clips too. And, you know, uh, Harry's very sweet. He was like, you know, I'm the luckiest man alive or whatever he says is like, it's super adorable or whatever. But overall, I'm just pretty meh about it. Um, yeah, but such like a staunch institution and just like, the British family, the, like, definition of crusty, having, you know, black gospel choir, black pastor quoting MLK at the, at a Brit, like, yeah. I just think, consent, like. I mean, it's cool. It was but cool. But it's whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Like, but it's still the royal wedding. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, who cares? I cared more about Beyonce's wedding. That's where it fucking matters. You I mean, know what yes. I mean? Like, who Beyonce's cares? wedding was more iconic and more important than the royal wedding. Exactly. I want to make that clear. Exactly. I also want to make clear, again, for the 15th time, I fucking hate the queen. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I got you to uh, <laughs> come out with your queen hatred. <laughs> um okay, okay but i just okay. think she's a badass and i wanted to highlight her and i thought like yes. there were some cool elements of the wedding yes i would agree she is a badass some very cool elements about the wedding i think my whole thing is just like i'm very meh about the royal family but to be fair i am not british uh, uh for a longest time i was a bit of an anglophile but even then uh, I, I, was I think very, a lot of brits are also meh about the royal family i though. was very eh about the you know the royals um but yeah a lot of a lot of british people were very meh about the whole thing but yeah it was it was a huge you know cultural phenomenon it was a huge thing my yeah. mom woke up early to watch the fucking wedding i was like really mom she's like yeah i fucking love the outfits and i'm like i guess you're right like yeah. the outfits See, were fire i didn't care about the wedding until i heard about all of this cool shit that went down at the wedding and then i was like oh actually that's pretty dope it sounds like you needed to you needed to watch this wedding. That's what it sounded like, and you missed out. Just saying, your preconceived notions about this wedding did you wrong? <laughs> did you wrong? Because yeah, missed, because you like out on this dope yeah, wedding. because like you, I'm meh about the royal yes. family. See, I but didn't I don't care. Even, even after all this cool stuff, I'm like, that's awesome, but eh, whatever. <laughs> like, who cares? I just thought it was cool. I thought it was cool. All of the ways that she bucked tradition, like her mom got a role in the wedding, which isn't usually a thing. Wasn't like, uh, I don't know much about Meghan Markle, but isn't like she's super estranged from her father or whatever. Yep. Ooh. There was a lot of drama around her siblings. That makes me like her more because I like the drama surrounding (laughs) her. (laughs) 
Yeah, I like. You don't like her because she's a UN advocate for women's rights. No, I don't not like her. I never said I don't like her. It just made me like her more that she has drama around her. That's pretty dope. That's. I like I like all the the sauciness going on in this wedding. Like like Harry's like you know marrying a divorcee. I'm like, that's what's up. Like I'm into that. Like that's what makes the wedding cool you know like okay you know i think she made the wedding cool she was the best like all of the stuff that she mandated did you have a favorite like uh uh who's the other brother harry and what's his god this shows how much i care about the royals harry and who what's the other what's the king's name or soon to be or gonna be king you don't even know you don't even i don't know (laughs) william 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 hey Uh, Edgar looked at my face and he was like, ah, she doesn't know. I was like, she doesn't know. She doesn't know. Uh, she's like, obviously, you did. okay, I was going to ask you who's your favorite and you obviously didn't care. I, know I don't a lot give of, a shit about the royal family. I know a lot Other of people, than that, I hate them. I do know. Oh, yeah. I do know a lot of people who really fucking love the royal family, like close friends of ours that are really into it. And it's like, whoa, okay. You have to um, tell me who these people are. But some people. Are, Not on air, but like later <laughs> no i'm not putting anybody in blast <laughs> but anyways uh yeah so um i don't know very Meghan markle a plus super cool why did you do this to yourself why did you marry into this family but whatever hopefully she makes a like she just she's gonna make the, she hopefully she makes that family cool yeah we'll see i mean the family's already kind of i mean they're kind of cool whatever, no they're not you know, um whatever, <laughs> you know um yeah okay well, cool. Well, that has been... Oh, you have one last thing oh, to say? I was going to say, my Do friend it. sent me a picture um, from a few years ago of Harry looking like he was flirting with a woman in a hijab, and she sent me a text like, Harry was always going to be the one. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. But that, that's it. Okay. Okay. Well, cool. Well, um, congr- uh, congratulations to the royal couple. <laughs> We obviously don't know much about the royal family Whoops. or have totally disrespected you. I heard they like donated all their flowers to like people in need and all this other stuff like they're doing. And they're like, you know, that's put, all Megan. They're like putting off. I'm a believe it. Okay. And they're like putting off their honeymoon or whatever. And um, they like drove off in this like electric Jaguar and like they're being totally socially conscious or whatever. So they're like the royal couple of, you know, 2018, which is all, you know, it's all cool. It's all whatever. I guess that my whole thing i'm just like meh who cares about the royals but um obviously some very very cool and neat things happen uh but yeah congratulations to them um it's it it is always a good diversion when you have something like this and we don't have to think about the horrible horrible things happening in the world and we can just be happy for a moment so that's pretty cool that's pretty neat um yeah so that's a positive so let's end on that positive note Uh, you really sat here and trashed the royal family for like 10 minutes and well, like, let's end on a positive note well yeah i mean we got to um, <laughs> anyways as always you can listen to our podcast everywhere they listen to podcasts itunes stitcher overcast google play let us know how we are doing it really really helps us out and um as always you can follow us on all our social media at minority pod um reach out to us it really means a lot um and we will see you next week bye